Always had a hat on, had a had a hat on as well. I don't two hats. Never had a hat. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh God! Oh Jesus Christ! Hi-oh! What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Rust Morton Podcast. I am Tom, the Cream Surfer Saltman. <laughs> I'm Travis! And I am Cody McCann. And we're here to roast things. Yeah, roast it. Roast. Mm-hmm. Roast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it up. Uh, before we get into that, Travis, how was your week? Uh, it was alright. You know, my computer broke, and oh, it shit. might have been a lot of uh, Sesmin on my logic board. I'm 100% positive that the Sesmin <laughs> is the problem. How did it get that deep in there? Well, that's just my, that's my life philosophy. You put a lot of Sesmins on, on the logic, yeah. and your brain flows better. He's been cutting it back to only four or five times a day, so he has a lot of <laughs> flow now. Yeah. <laughs> my, my balls look like raisins. I know. It's not obvious what Sesmin means to the people. They know what Sesmin is. They do it's, now. It's juice, dog. <laughs> they do dog. fucking now. It's man juice, dog. Yeah, just a hair of man juice. Cody, how was your week? Yeah, good. I got all this uh, nice carpal tunnel from all the C-Shop goddamn coding I'm doing. Mm, yeah, a little bit of C-Shop. Yeah, C-Shop. Yeah. <laughs> Trident is C-Sharp. Tom, but what, probably also from wanking. I get it. Yeah, that's Tom, it. Tom, are you wanking this week? What do you do? No, me, I'm, I'm, I'm resisting. I've watched them uh, the entire <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loaded right now. (laughs) Oh, no. You're going to go off during the show. I am. Get ready, everyone. You plan for it. It's going to, like, blow a little bit. Yeah, for some reason, this comes through your stereo or headphones. We will send you wet naps. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. Only Uh, if. Shooting gravy. Do not lie to me. We'll know if you're lying. (laughs) Yeah, we'll know. (laughs) We know. Date it or it doesn't happen? Is that it? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So, 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 Tom, you were the boy that came up with all the research for this son. I did. <laughs> That's me. That's mm. you. Yeah, thank you for asking. Who, who's on the chopping land? Ah, okay. <laughs> so, I'm glad you asked, and of course, it wouldn't be a podcast if you didn't ask. Yeah. This week's gentleman is a choice gentleman. Choice. S- someone who I, uh, I can't help but say is very interesting. Oh? oh. Extremely interesting. Whoa. Yes. And I'm going to also say... The king of showmanship, the one and only Liberace. Oh. Whoa! Hey. Yes. Uh, yeah. What? I'm here. Uh, uh, all right, you did that before, and Liberace's <laughs> yeah, not a not an right. opera singer. I, I thought he was. No, no he's no, not. No. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you do that. All right, well, I'm just gonna keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you cut this funny off too soon. You should have let that go no, four deep and then let him know. Yeah, true. Liberace was a sassy pianist, Travis. Yeah, oh, he pianist on his on his lungs. All right, nice try. <laughs> Very nice, Travis. <laughs> Good yeah, start. I'm so, so, that, so called that, that's so how, called that's how you pronounce it. If you have if you've clicked this podcast, it, it looks like liberace, liberace, but it's pronounced Liberace. And this episode is, uh, we're titling this, uh, Too Much of a Good Thing Will Get You Roasted. Ooh, a little, True got a spicy fingers, and the sausages on them fingies. Yes, very, very spice. He's got some fast moves. Yeah. Fast oh moves. Oh my god, you, you would not believe how fast you won't believe those moves are. Won't, won't believe those fast moves. Nice boy. So let's move along. We'll tell you about the beginning of his life. 
Yeah, where was he born? What did he do? He was born in West Allis, Wisconsin. What? May 16th, 1919. Dude, I completely thought Liberace was a completely different person. Yeah, you thought it was Pavarotti. Yeah, that's who I thought it was. Yeah, no. you thought it was Pavarotti. Yeah, no. I thought it was Pavarotti for sure. Because, yeah. And uh, that man's interesting too. He's still kicking. Because no, you said no, Wisconsin. That was like a... I was thinking mozzarella. I was thinking all these things. Cheddar. No, he cheddar. Had, yeah, his father was an Italian. His father, Ooh. Sam Liberace, mm. came over Sam. here and met his wife, Frances Zukowaska. I said that totally wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm reading it, and it's Polish, and it's far away from me. So Zuko, yeah, it's just Zukowska. Zukowska. Oh yeah, to that one. Hey. Yeah. So he came from uh, Sam Craft Cheese. And uh, Sarah uh, Kabasi. Yeah, moving along. That's that's 100% accurate. He was born Walt Zoo Valentino Liberace, or Walter. Mmm. Jesus. It's a little, little yeah, Walter Lib. Now, he had three other siblings. He had an older brother, George, <laughs> an older brother, Angelina, and a younger brother, Rudy. Rudy! Rudy. I wish my brother George was here. That's where that's from. Yep. If you've ever heard the expression, that is Liberace talking... Into the camera during the Liberace show, which we'll talk all about later, mm-hmm. uh, referring to his brother. I wish my brother George was here. You ever heard that? No. The, the Warner just, Brothers, Looney Tunes used to bust that out every now and then. Yeah. And Del the Funky Homo Sapien has a an album named that. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I'm just an uncultured boy tonight. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Pavarotti. Keep drinking. This is going pop my collar, Pavarotti. All right. Um, Pavarotti. For the listeners at home, I'm probably going to throw in some false facts so I can trick Travis. I will tell you afterwards. Oh, what is this yeah. shit? <laughs> false facts. Hell yeah. Sprung this out. Like, I just came up with it because I see what Travis is in right now. He's fucking <laughs> knee deep in bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to let him know. Oh, absolutely, I'm going to have a good time with him. So, we're dealing with Kraft. No. Okay. Don't listen Wisconsin. to Travis. Don't you, can listen laugh to you can laugh with him. Ugh. He had me laughing before. My dad's Sickle home. Pink. My dad's home. You guys got to keep it quiet. We're not at your house. This isn't your house. <laughs> He's home, though. At your house. Don't wake daddy. All right, let's move along. Yeah. Musical beginnings. Liberace was deemed a musical prodigy by the age of five. Like the fire starter. Yeah. Well, Twisted fire starter. Yeah. He was that kind of prodigy. <laughs> okay. okay. Liberace concentrated on his piano playing with the help of music teacher Florence Kelly, who oversaw Liberace's musical development for 10 years. She brought him under his wing and... After about 10 years of lessons, seeing this boy flourish, Mm, she invited him to do solo spots on a local radio station. Oh, shit. So he was introduced at the age of 20 or 19, excuse me. Mm. Oh, no, uh, that math is all wrong. No, I think around 16, he was introduced to radio. Little Baby Bell. Yeah, him doing solo bits. Little Baby Bell. Little Baby Bell. So do you think that she started with Hot Cross Buns or the Chinese song? No, he uh, had learned. Then? He had learned some very advanced stuff by ear by the age of four. Really? Yeah, he was a nut job. So by the age of like two, he was playing hot cross buns. He probably fell out of his mommy's vagina playing uh, hot like cross a, uh, buns. Francis's vagina, and <laughs> yeah. on the way out was was doing hot cross buns, hot cross <laughs> buns, hot Chopsticks. cross buns, hot dun, cross dun, buns, dun, hot dun. cross buns, hot cross buns. Ow! You know I'm going with that. Yeah, 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 dog. I understand. He was raw dog in it. He was raw dog. Yeah, he came out raw dog. <laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> I think that's that's part of being pretty a, much a part mammal. Of being, <laughs> a human. 
So he's classically trained, but he knew pretty early on in his playing career that all the money was going to be in pop or ragtime, which was popular back then. Uh-huh. Deck stacked against him. Mm-hmm. Do you have one of those hats? The fucking, you know, the the straw what kind, hats? What kind of hat? The straw hats? The straw hat? The little, you know, brim and the, the black band around it? You mean the type that Michigan Frog would wear? Yes. Oh, yeah. Hello, my lady. Hello, my honey. Hello, my suck my dick. Is that that? That was that song that he... Oh. That uh, Michigan would sing. Yeah. You'd be 11. <laughs> During the 30s, he started playing jazz in a band called The Mixers and being a piano man at saloons, cabarets, and strip clubs. Oh, hello. Hey. Now, his parents didn't exactly approve of the people he was associating with, but this is during the 30s, and Liberace soon became the breadwinner of his family. Okay. But, but Tom, who who was he associating with? That's the question. What, what, were, these, what were these people what? that his family were like, ooh, Liberace. They were Boy. naked folk. <laughs> all, all the naked strippers? Yeah, they were all liberals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they didn't mean. believe in uh, FDR's n- New Deal. Yes, well, New I mean, Deal. His New, new deal, deal. FDR was always naked under that blanket. Hell yeah, we're always, always naked hard. under our clothes. <laughs> so while he was doing that and bringing in cash, he was also doing classical performances with orchestras, shit like that. Mm. And to not muddy up his name, while he was doing the strip club circuit and bar circuit, he went by the name Walter Buster Keys. Oh, very I like, creative. That one I like more than Liberace. That's deceptively modern, I feel. Um, yeah, I, yes. I can almost mm. see that, like, DMC featuring Busta Keys. <laughs> Busta Keys. Busta Keys. Well, I, I fell down and hit my head, Busta and I turned Keys. around. I woke up one day, and I said, Game Mode. Game Mode's the greatest. <laughs> I want to go to an old-timey, you know, like, fucking reenactment. Strip club. Where's the fucking well, someone well, playing? Dun, 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 and they're like, hell yeah, titties. Yeah, titties with so fucking like hairy hair. armpits. <laughs> Shit. French. We. I could put myself there for a half hour. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. It's too much sawdust. Do I don't do well with strip clubs. I don't like them. There's yeah. a lot of leathery, leathery tits. A lot of leathery tits. Yeah. There's a lot of beautiful women there, too, but yeah. I, like, I don't want to be treated like a, like a sandbag <laughs> with cash. <laughs> what strip clubs are you going to? Are all of them? Oh, the, the Sandy Slot. <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, of course. North Shore? Gold All Coast right. strip clubs. No. The Sandy Slot. You get a tan and you get those strip show. Yeah, I mean, I highly recommend the Buffalo Wings, but I will Never not be back eat. there. <laughs> no one ever eat at a strip club. A little, oh yeah, a little sidebar. We have a friend. Oh, I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> But we went. We all went to a strip club. I think it might have been someone's twenty-first birthday or some shit. Uh-huh. Right, and uh, two of our friends show up to the strip club. We're already there. They show up a little late, and there's a Chinese buffet in the back of the strip club. Yep. And they just they grab a plate and they just fill their plates up with this Chinese food, and literally like the people that were already there, like the stripper comes down. And she's like, dude. Like, don't let them eat that. That's been there for, <laughs> the like... stripper. Yeah, the told. stripper was like, that's been there all day. And I turned to my friend, I'm like, dude, the stripper just told me not to eat that. The like, stripper. Yeah, like, don't eat that. And they're like, nah, dude, it's good, dog. Hell oh, yeah. God, yeah, I think it just gave him away. <laughs> by, that, by that vernacular. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, if a stripper whose choice dinner would probably be a Del Taco is telling you not to eat a certain food, you gotta listen. Red Absolutely. flags. Red, yeah. red, red flags. All right, let's get some more of this in. 
Liberace began touring the Midwest with his one-man act, referred to as pop with a little bit of classics, or classical with the boring parts left out. <laughs> Zinger. <laughs> and he did this with his brother, George, who played violin with him. Him, oh. him and George are very tight, by the way. And he's also very tight with his mother. Mm. Um, family man. Yes, Mama, he, he loves his mom. Absolutely loves this. Did the mom participate in the the act at all? Was she a singer? No, no, no. She didn't sing. No, she's just hello, I'm Mama. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, she's Polish. And, oh, yeah, well. it's pretty Mama. I don't know what it. Well, how do Polish old women sing? They're not Tolkien dwarves. <laughs> so we'll talk about uh, Las Vegas after his tour and getting on some radio play. He hit Vegas for the first time in 1944, oh, and he shit. ends up back here later. That becomes his hometown, kind of like Elvis did. And a lot of people say that Elvis took that idea from Liberace. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. but they were friends, not like take it aggressively, like fuck this guy. Yeah. So he was he was there during World War II, playing for those ladies. Yes, when the war struck and the draft happened, mm-hmm. how did he get out of it? He actually had a really bad back from a childhood injury, legitimate, mm. on record. Problem with his back, little scolio. Um, it was an injury that just oh, okay, like didn't I don't know he didn't move right. Mashed he, spine. He's just yeah. playing piano too hard. He was like <laughs> the whiplash. Exactly. So yeah. he's out of the war and he's in Vegas now, and he's refining his act. And this is where he comes up with the showmanship that makes him who he is. He gets into the stage banter. He actually starts dealing with the venues and lighting, how they're going to light him, the overall grandiose outfits, things like that. He's testing that and. The candelabra. Oh, now, that was his thing? Yes. Now, that's the non-Yiddish word. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the candelabra, if you've ever seen Liberace, you always know that he always has a candelabra on top of his grand piano. Mm. And that he picked up from a biopic that he watched about Frederick Chopin, in which Chopin's depicted with this candelabra on his piano when he's writing his stuff. Mm. So for everyone that's uneducated, it's uh, Frederick Chopin. Yes. That's, that's, that's how you heathens would say it. Yeah. Oh, I love Frederick Chopin. That wow. wasn't commonplace before Liberace and Chopin. Though. Um, No, it wasn't. Uh, Chopin, it was just in the movie. Like, he wasn't known for it, but Liberace had watched this film and, and was like, a... I'm going to take that from this film and make it part of my act. Just because it was fancy. It was fancy. It was cool. Fancy. I get it. And yeah. it, it became his signature move. He always had the Let's put a torch... On the table while we podcast. Does that sound like a great idea? I yeah, love that idea, yeah. dude. Let's do it. Let's get fucked up. Hell yeah. So, Tom, just because you're the, the man of painting a picture. I am a man of painting a picture. Jesus so, Christ. when you mentioned his lighting and his and his fabulous outfit, mm-hmm. what 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 would he be wearing? What would he be, have be lit? Very dramatically? Spotlight? Okay, so I'm going to get into that a bit. Okay. Later on. All right. But what everyone needs to know is that Liberace was truly charming. Mm. This was a man you could look at for days. Want to pinch his cheeks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Both. Come here, little, 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 little Very, Brachy. very well dressed. When he first started, he was pretty much just wearing uh, suits, black black suits, black tuxedos, things like that. Um, it wasn't crazy stuff that I'll get into later. Formal okay. wear. Formal wear. Yes. But he always looked sharp. Always had a hat on, had a, had a hat on as well. I don't. Two hats. Never had a hat <laughs> I will. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> All right. Well, strike two for boy. Charles. You are fucking no. my shit up. <laughs> I am <laughs> fucking pissed. We're like at strike eight for you right now. Yo, dog. Whatever. So now we'll cover the Liberace show. 
it was a 15-minute runtime show that started as a local L.A. show that was recorded in front of a live studio audience, and it ran from 1952 to 56. All right. It was an intimate experience consisting of mostly Liberace sitting in front of a piano, looking into a camera, and being charming, speaking to the camera as if it was a person. He'd play show tunes, film melodies, and a few classics. And he claims to be the first person on TV to look into the camera. Uh, wow, that's big. That's kind of creepy, though. It was he creepy. Just, he just stared at you and be like, check out this. This is the theme song from Dragnet. Yeah. <sighs> Whoa. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But this worked. Oh, this resulted in being syndicated all over the country. It landed. Really? It landed hard. This was syndicated to, I think, over 200 different stations. Okay. So he's a household some name of the, now. Some of the stations would play his shows up to 10 times a day. So, Tom, this is happening during the 50s, right? This is the 50s. Okay. So he's from the Midwest. Also, he's from right. there, I'm but just at this point, to, he's living in L.A. I'm just trying to do a little correlation here. So the Midwest really loves ranch. And ranch was started in, I think, the 40s. So the rise of, of him and ranch happened at the same time. All right. This is a, um, very interesting you bring this up. Uh, <laughs> this is a two-part answer. So ranch, yeah, came up in the 50s. Big with people. Yeah. Uh, secondly, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm talking about LeBron. <laughs> Well, Don't bring up ranch. He's saucy. He's a saucy boy. He is I, saucy. You, you're painting a picture. I am painting a picture. <laughs> I'm, I'm painting a picture. <laughs> it's a ranch-based picture. Mm -hmm. So you're not entirely wrong. <laughs> so we had, at the high point, he had over 30 million viewers mm -hmm. watching his show at one time. Damn. I don't even think there were 30 million TVs sold at this time. No. 15-minute runtime. Every time it was on, everyone would turn to it. Right. I mean, you were six channels back then. Yeah, I was going to say, you only got like six channels, so. And TV you know. turned off at like 1130 or something like that. Yeah, that's true. It was done. They would just give you feedback. Yeah, it's probably a lot of infomercials. Banner and then just be off. Mm -hmm. It's probably a lot of people that just fell asleep to that man just staring at him in the TV. Yeah, well, 95% of his viewers were women between the age of 45 and 90, sitting on soaking wet couch cushions, <laughs> ovulating in mass, <laughs> moist to the gills. <laughs> the gills. <laughs> Oh. Oh. oh, that's good. No, that's there, there, there nice. were women who would dress up to watch Libracci. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice picture. Yeah. It was their night out, dude. You are the you are the picture painting master. Oh, I sure am. So just imagine those those uh, those oranges and browns yeah. that were used back then. A lot of towels, yeah, soaked a lot of towels, a little, just soaked a little harder. But but also there's like a like a half eaten TV dinner in front of them. It's yeah, like, oh. like on their blouse, just like. Bleh! I could see them like intentionally starting their TV dinner right as the program starts. And they you know, forget, like it's my it dinner. So it's damp. my dinner with Liberace. <laughs> I can see a lot of a lot of husbands going, "Look, you got to use the lawn chair now." <laughs> you know, I'm tired of this wet spot. I yeah. keep thinking it's a dog. Deborah, this is my lazy boy. Get the fuck out of my lazy boy. Fuck it. All right, so there's one big problem here, and his uh, his attraction that women had with him mm. is that Liberace was a homosexual man. Oh, he did not like the ladies being moist. He did. He was a charmer. Okay. He liked, He wanted people to have fun, mm -hmm. but he did not have any women in his life. Oh, didn't, no. Didn't work like that. No Mormons? No, not, not a single woman's. In fact, during one of the high points in his career, his mom, who didn't know he was gay, mm. was telling him that he needs to marry. And his publicist was like, hey, you should probably just like get a girlfriend. 
<laughs> which he did. And I forgot to write her name down because I'm a fucking idiot. Let's call her Stacy. I like it. It might be a real name. Yeah. This is a woman that he was engaged with. Mm-hmm. And it got cut off, obviously. But at least it was enough proof to the public that he was a... Uh, he was standing next to a woman. Yeah. I, heterosexual was, confirmed. Oh, and his fans, the, the best part was that he got thousands and thousands of fan mail every day talking and uh, telling him that he shouldn't marry that woman because they want him to be single. They like the narrative he Cock painted blocking. for himself. Oh. Yeah. But meanwhile, this dude's slinging dick all over town. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like. He's not into vaginas. <laughs> he's not into vaginas. He's. He's into sucking dicks. And I almost feel bad for him because back then in the 50s, that's a no-no. Well, right. You I, can't do yeah. it. We're, that's a society where it doesn't fly. Today, it's like if you're gay, who cares? No one gives a shit. Well, there was also that whole big subversive thing going on in the 50s. We talked about it in uh, Marlon Brando a little bit and fucking James Dean. Okay. They were, you know, both of them were bisexuals. Right. Kind of, they Openly in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But like in the fifties, they were fucking. They probably blew this dude. Oh yeah, the, Liberace's ween was probably in Marlon Brando's dang. I'm sure there was a lot of that sexual experiment in the whole Hollywood L.A. thing going on. Hell yeah, crazy times, 1950s L.A. Let's tell you a story. Oh, mm. story time. So Lee was in fact homosexual, but he needed to play this public relations game his entire life. In 1956, a UK magazine called the Daily Mirror published a piece by a columnist named Cassandra, describing Liberace as the summit of sex, the pinnacle of masculine, feminine, and nuture, everything that he, she, and it can ever want, a deadly, winking, sniggering, smuggling, chromium-plated, scented, impregnated, luminous, quivering, giggling, fruit-flavored, mincing, ice-covered heap of mother love. That's you. You wrote that. Stop it. I did not write that. That's not a quote. No, no. Weirdo. No, this is Cassandra. Cassandra, what the fuck is wrong with you? Now, that was was a pseudonym for this other fellow. I think it's Tom Saltman. (laughs) No, I'm getting into it. This quote goes very far in the story. Okay. So, Liberace ends up suing the publisher. What? Okay. Yeah. That sounded like a compliment to me. Yeah, yeah I really did. Flattered. A no. quivering boy. No, let me go over one part of this again. If, if you couldn't hear over the vomiting sounds. Quivering, giggling, fruit-flavored, mincing, ice-covered heap of mother love. Was the fruitful The flavor? mother love. The fruit-flavored part is, okay. is the smoking gun. Slanderous. Because really? back then, being fruit-flavored was just, that's gay. Gay flavored. That is homosexual. Oh, like your fruit. Yes. Yeah, fucking fruitcake. Now, since Liberace's whole career is launching at this point, no, he's past launch. He's making a lot of money. He's actually making about a million dollars a year at this point. That's oh, a wow. That's a That's lot a of money back chunk, in 56. Chunk change. Yeah. He was bigger than Elvis at one point, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The he was whole, friends with whole. Elvis. He had a shit ton of money. They dressed similar. Did they eat peanut butter together off each other's chests? What are you? I'm sure. Hell yeah, they did. So Liberace, he actually did have a really good sense of humor. Uh, but that was hitting below the belt to him. Mm. So he sued the publishers for libel. The case be he won by testifying in court that he was heterosexual and had never performed homosexual acts before, oh. lying under oath. Hence mm. him holding it down his entire life. That he was no homo. Well, he came out to his friends. Right. And he came out to the people who was coming inside, but he never came out publicly. I mean, that's pretty tragic. Mm. It, it's horrible. Yeah, it kind of sucks. That's really terrible. Mm-hmm. You know what the test and testimony stands for? Testes. Yep. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh why would you take these testums off? No, you used to just swear on your junk. 
back in the olden Greek days, right? I did not know that. No, that's so, new to me. That's new to oh, me. Yeah, you, that's you used to swear in your testicles, hence testimony. Hmm. So, interesting uh, take on the dicks. Uh, no, I believe it. Absolutely. But this is where he actually coined a phrase, which you may have heard other people say, but he legitimately copywritten it, which was, I cried all the way to the bank. <laughs> he re- he came up with that? Yeah, that's wow. him. Wow. Oh, he has zingers. That is a, He's fucking, a smart guy. That's a classic boy. That's going to go down in the rest of the boy child history. I like that. Of yeah. the universe. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, it's written up. But uh, Betty White was one of his friends oh. and confirmed his sexuality after he passed away. Mm. And she said that she would stand in for a beard for him. Back in the days, to mislead press, so she would roll in and be like, "Yeah, he's my date tonight." He's oh, my yeah, heterosexual so boyfriend. She's a champ. Um, yeah, him and his brother George had gotten into a lot of arguments because George picked up on this whole thing. Was George gay? George wasn't gay. George was very conservative, and oh. uh, at this point, Lidbracci had a whole bunch of houses and stuff, and mm-hmm. the parties he would throw were just mostly men, and who were obviously, you know. And George is along for the ride. He just wants to get that puss. Well, he's trying to get puss, and he's trying to get bank, because Liberace's got the fucking bank. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's bank at Liberace parties, but there's no puss at Liberace George parties. is like, yeah. so, yeah, George is like, hey, uh, Lee, where's the sleuths? It, it got pretty yeah. bad, because around this point, you had George fighting with him all the time, and eventually Liberace let, has to let his own brother go. So that's a... A rift in the relationship because George couldn't just let up and be like, "Yeah, he's gay." He was, you know, he's a fucking pissed off conservative guy, right? You can't pay guy. No word. I don't know. He sounds like that for some reason. <laughs> with some Canes. with all of Liberace's success, there's going to be a few failures. Oh, most of them were with humans. Got to crack eggs to make a fucking omelet, man. That's oh, right, man. Yeah. So this guy's living the high life. He's doing his thing. He's got his boy toys hanging around. You know, he does. Uh, He's playing it loose, yeah. mm-hmm. playing it loose and fast. He's larger than life. He's paying for you know sexy little boys to hang out with him. L- little boys? Uh, how no, little like, are the uh, boys? like young men? Young men? Okay. No, no. no. All right. All he, right. He, is, he is not a pedophile. Okay, good. We're putting and, it out there. And I looked into it a bunch because there's a bunch of idiots online saying that he was. Well, they're all dummies. Well, why, yeah. is, why is there controversy over if pedophile or not? Because people are homophobic. <laughs> well, here's a perfect example. This is a Nice little turn in our story. We have Scott Thorson. Oh, Thorne. Now, his Scott Thorson fellow was 17 when he met Liberace. All right. They met each other in Las Vegas, which means As you do. 16 was the age of consent at okay. this time. It's good. Yeah. We're good. Golden. Now, he was 40 years his senior. We're not good. We're not good. So yeah. it's a little, it's a little <laughs> creepy, but you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to put it out there, then you blame the people. Yeah, yeah you're throwing ass around town. Yeah. Someone's going to catch it. That's right. Wear it on exactly. their head. So Scott was 17 years old, and he was an animal trainer that met Liberace through friends. Wait, what animal trainer? What type of animals was he training? Snakes? Uh, dodges. D- doges? Yes, he was training pup dogs. A little shibinis? Shibinis. Shibinis. He's uh, training shibinis, uh, yownsounds. Oh, yeah. Classic dog breeds. Classic dogs. So Liberace immediately fell in love with this man, or boy, or young adult. Young boy with his dogs. And hired him to act as his personal friend and companion, a position that allegedly (laughs) included a five-year romantic relationship with (laughs) lavish gifts, travel, and Liberace's promise that he would adopt him. Wait, (laughs) so basically Liberace is treating him like the things that he trains. (laughs) Like a dog. Yeah, he... (laughs) 
Liberace <laughs> ends up treating him like. Like a fancy uh, French poodle. Yeah, like he's his property, yeah. basically. He, uh, he puts a little pom-pom on the tail. Yeah, puts a little pom-pom pom pom on the pom tail. Pom they had a relationship. It was kind of strange. Liberace's kind of using him in a manipulative sense, a very vanity-type way, a, a trophy boy. <laughs> um, and they banged a lot of ass. Yeah, <laughs> That was their thing. They're plowing. They were, they, were they trade, or was it a one-way street for this? I watched that movie. It, go, it went into detail about trading in power couples. Uh, not so much that, but you can gather that. Who Libera was the bottom, Thomas? Liberace. Okay. Hey! He, he was the receptacle. <laughs> the Sesman receptacle. A cum dumpsty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so he became obsessed with his image a lot. Liberace was uh, very vain came obsessed with his image and his legacy and extremely manipulative with his lovers to almost keep this in line and right. Scott being the ultimate of the examples. So I, I did not know anything about this guy apparently. Cause I thought it was a different person. Yeah, you thought it was Pavarotti. Thought it was I thought it was Pavarotti. So I'm picturing, I like, you know, we, we were talking about what he dressed as and everything like that. I'm picturing someone like a Jacoby and rough, like something like frilly, you know, uh, he he wore many things like that. Okay, so he's very um his the, antith the antithesis of flamboyant. Yeah, right. No, no, the no, the antithesis is the opposite. I don't know. Words are different. He was the paragon of flamboyant. There you if, go. He, if he had a fursona, it would be a peacock. Big old boo, big dicked peacock. Okay, mm -hmm. so I just want I'm trying to paint that because you're 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 narrating. I'm trying to paint the picture. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Picture well, he, he'd rock the cape. Yeah, out of like oh he had caped it. He caped it. He had hard. a beautiful cape. Yes. Oh, he oh, had he, beautiful multiple capes. Yes, and when it comes to his stage performance and the outfits he'd wear on stage, those were exceedingly crazy. Um, he had a sense of humor about it. He knew how over the top it was. But right. that's the perception he was. He's he, playing the character. Yes, he played the character, but he knew what he was doing. He right. wasn't uh he wasn't actually like that a hundred percent. Or he embodied it. He was like it, but he also knew yeah, well, one of those guys. Well it's like it's kinda like Gene Simmons is just a cunt. Yeah, but, but he, he plays a know. character. Y yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. everyone wants to party with Gene Simmons as the character. Yeah, because Gene Simmons is a fucking cunt. Right, exactly. <laughs> Liberace was actually the character, mm -hmm. and he was very kind. If, uh, if right. you would talk to him as a fan, he would take time to talk to you. Everyone, well, he's a regular guy. He was a nice dude. Yeah, he was a nice dude, and he always identified with middle class because that's how he grew up. Right. He never. Okay. He would. He liked the lavish things, and he would party with famous people and all that shit. But he never identified with them. He yeah. was. He was pretty down to earth. He, he in would, that respect. He would go and order that Wisconsin sharp, you know, nachos. Yes, he would. Uh, right. Sharp nachos, please. Sharp nachos. Continue, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so he managed to convince Scott at 18 years old to get plastic surgery to make him look more like him when what he was younger. Fuck? Ew. Yeah. Ew, that is gross. Yeah. All right. I'm taking back all those great things I said about this guy. What great That's things have you said about weird. him? I was saying he was a nice guy. Yeah. Kind of. Check this out. So Liberace, <laughs> he, he got some plastic surgery. He wasn't crazy on it, but it was botched pretty much off the top. And this Ugh. was uh, him and Scott went to get plastic surgery at the same time. Uh, they got a couple's deal on the, a Groupon or something? Well, well they talked to their doctor, you know, a big Hollywood guy. Yeah, bro. Dr. Oz? Let's Tell me it's Dr. Oz. That. Actually, in the movie, Behind the Candelabra, with oh, that's Michael, what it's called? Yeah, Behind the Candelabra, it's Michael Douglas playing Liberace and Matt Damon as Scott Thorson. Oh, oh really? And, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good movie. I, I enjoyed it. Mm. And it 
gives you this weird peer into what Liberace was like, but it's more the story of Thorson. Right. And how much he was manipulated. Uh-huh. It's fucking wild shit, man. Well, I mean, the fact that he's trying to turn Thorson into himself mm-hmm. is kind of weird. Oh, very weird. Now, and see, he- is, is that like an organism's intrinsic drive to reproduce? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. with But like, you're faced with like homosexuality, so you can't have a son. So he'll just pick up some like hot pocket ass and then yeah, fuck it, it and make it look like you. It, it, and, and like I was saying before, he, he tried to, they were actually in the process of adopting uh, Scott. Oh, like wait, Liberace was going like, to legally adopt oh, Scott. It wow. never went through, but the paperwork was some of it was processed. Things and that's getting, on file. Things are getting real weird. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't, you guys. I don't think you guys are on Facebook, right? How do you yeah. use Facebook? Yeah, there's this new thing going around on Facebook right now where it's like turn yourself into a woman. It's like oh. you know, you put your picture up and it turns you into a woman. Uh, and I did that shit, and I was like, that's hot. I'd bang it. Really? But it, it it really does kind of look like you, so it's kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, uh, is it a gender swap thing, or is it just womanify yourself? It's womanify yourself, but it does a really good job. Okay, I'll take a peek. See, it's very strange. As someone that's not a homosexual, right? Like, I bang me. Like right, you'd rather bang, like, uh, bang a female version of you. Than yeah, you. yeah, yeah. All right, that's fair. Everyone likes their own kind. Yeah. So the way that whole plastic surgery thing went down was they met up with this doctor. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to write his name down because I'm an asshole. Mingle. Notes are stupid. Caligula. No. But he was a Hollywood doctor. You know, yeah. big time. Let's get that face all pucked up. Yeah, dog. Let's Botox. take that Botox. gladware into brand new shiny ball. I don't know. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking Botox. 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 Yeah, Botox, slinging Botox. Botox like I was going out. Yeah, well, I mean, this was pre Botox. This was just this this, cement. This is cement. Sil- silicone, <laughs> silicone extensions, if you will. Mm. So that's what was what's in Scott's chin to this day. This guy's still alive, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, big, high cheekbones. Very freaky looking. What happens Ugh. if you punch it? It probably just mush up a bit, and then it looks Pop? like you have permanent uh, mumps. I guess. Ugh. I don't know. You just don't get punched in the face. Yeah, it would know? break the person's hand that punched the face. Yeah, yeah true. Maybe a little bounce off. Pink. Yeah. So the two ended up separating in 1982 after a five-year relationship. Okay. Now, according to Thorson, their relationship ended because Liberace's promiscuous behavior. Ooh. So he was out banging other ass. Right. Getting his ass banged so by other days. The old guy so was unfaithful. The old guy was looking for more pens. Mm. He's a star. He's looking for all those pen 15s. Dude, he's trying to live the life. Trying to be the pen 50. Yeah. And Thorson's drug addiction. So oh. those two things together... Oh. Now, mm. Thorson's drug addiction only started with the plastic surgery. Oh. You see, the doctor who prescribed him that had medical cocaine and all these other things that he was prescribing him to for pain. For, like, and what, he, the tail of the surgery or well, something? Well, yeah, recovery okay. stuff. And okay. he also started him on what they would call a Hollywood diet, which is just a bunch of pills to make you thinner. Oh. So oh, he got hooked on all kinds of shit. Those, those must have been, like, just amphetamines. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it was amphetamines and uh, speed and... Uh, yeah, yeah, I co- feel so thin, I feel cocaine. so good! And Thorson really did have a drug problem. Big time. Mm. And he was a fucked up addict. I think he's all clean now. He's probably he's clean now. Yeah, there's a few interviews with him uh, I mean, now. if he didn't get clean, he probably would have been a uh, dead boy. Uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a few years. It took him a while to get clean after the whole Liberace thing. Since Liberace had made Scott so dependent on him, after this firing, if you will, he had his manager fire him. He didn't even talk to him himself. Oh, what so a bitch. Like, he yeah. fired his fuckboy. Yeah, he fired his fuckboy. 
Um, cause they, he didn't really do anything. I mean, he was, he was part of the show. He used to drive Liberace out to his piano in a diamond studded Rolls Royce. Yeah. Like to uh, the venue? Uh, no, no, on stage. On the stage? Like it was side stage Jesus and he would just drive him about Christ. 15 feet and open the door for him. <laughs> so he's part of the show and he was like, you know, doing some dance moves and shit with people. How did everyone uh, not immediately succumb to did, poisoning? <laughs> oh, poisoning. I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you more about that. Did, did Liberace hang out with Elton John? Uh, Elton John seems th- this like is it. I feel like they're in the same I, realm. I don't remember zone. I don't know if they've ever met, but realm Elton zone. John borrowed from him. He he's oh on record saying that Liberace is one of his idols and really he Liberace kind of started the whole flamboyant thing on stage. Right. He was the first person to do that. He was the first El- person even- to come out on stage. Kind of. Not really coming out in a sense Just of be flamboyant, be flamboyant. and right. over the top showy. Uh, even even Elvis stole that from him. Okay, and they were they were buddies. I'm not saying stole, you know, they right. had some rivalry yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. But they were b- both doing Vegas at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that over the top that showmanship. Yeah, exactly. So we'll get back to since Scott was so dependent on Liberace and he was a drug addict, he took Liberace to court for 113 million dollars. Oh, what what 113 million dollars? Dollars. Dollars. Oh shit. The case is called palimony. Now, this is a, it's not a legal term, but this is what you, okay. Oh, palimony. Okay. Right. right. So right. this is the, it's, uh, it's not the legal term, but it's what it's called. It's a mixture of alimony and just being a pal. So this guy was my friend. He treated me this way, and that's the lifestyle oh. I got used to. Tried to and, adopt yeah. me once. Yeah, he tried to adopt him. Cody, uh, that's it. I'm taking you to palimony. No! <laughs> Cody, you're my friend. I love you. You're a great boy. Give me money. Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, when you're Liberace, you have a billion lawyers. Yeah. So not only did this case get dismissed through the judge, okay, he did get something. He wasn't totally out on his ass. Now, originally, Liberace had bought Scott a house and all these furs and shit like that. Right. But none of it was on paper, and the house was in Liberace's name. Okay. And he said, I'll just put it there for credit. Mm-hmm. Just, so it's mine. You don't Jeez. have to worry about it. So then the house was gone. Scott didn't get a house. Ooh. Five years of throwing prenups. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really a pal. Yeah, not not it, a pal. It, at it all. fell apart. You know. But he ended up giving Scott seventy five thousand dollars cash plus three cars he already owned and three pet dogs. Woohoo! What were those dog breeds? I don't even know. Toys. I, I was gonna say Pomeranian. Sure. Eh. Yeah, both. Uh, but with that settlement, he signed off and said that he wasn't allowed to talk about Liberace at all afterwards. Oh, okay. So it was a hush-hush gag order. Well, gag. Yeah, it's a gag yeah. order. And that was pretty much, it wasn't, the settlement was more for that, just paying for his silence. So it was a gag. Thorson never actually talked about any of this shit. Um, it hit the newspapers, but since it got dismissed, no one was pointing fingers anymore. Right. And uh, I mean, most people who were gay knew that Liberace was gay, and most of his audience that wasn't gay was just old women's and just want to believe whatever they want to believe. Oh yeah, I mean, so, so I nothing like, really happened. I feel like it was probably a gag order on multiple, you know, levels. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, Someone but from a better man. Here. From a better man. Can't find So let's just talk a little more about uh, some of the interesting things about Liberace. Yeah, he had a thing with his mother, mm, Mama's boy. Yeah, he had her at. Most of the shows and uh, would speak to her directly from the stage. That's weird. 
A little yeah. weird, but it was part of the character. You know, you went there and you know he's going to talk to his mom. Hey, mom, how you doing? This one's for you. Mama! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fred Mercury. Yeah, that's a Fred, Fred. boy. Yeah, Fred, <laughs> Fred, Fred child. That would be Fred. If, if you never heard of Fred Mercury, he's in a band called The Queens. Oh, The Queens of the Stone Age. Yes. No, not, not that, one. that one. Yes. Uh, he would also speak directly into the camera to her during his show, The Liberace Show. Hi, Mom. How are you doing tonight? Things of that nature. Horrific. And this yeah. is also where he pulled in the, I wish my brother George was here. He would talk to his brother George through the camera. Dude, that is some psycho shit. Like, <sighs> legit psycho. People loved it. Oh, well, people it, were he, weird. Also, think about TV back then. It was so, like, slow paced. And it was just like inviting a little guy in a box to your house. And he was right. just going to entertain A charming you for a little guy in a box. Very charming. Oh, yeah. Quaint. He knew how to do it. He can play a mad peony. Yeah, so <laughs> in the LA area... Between L.A. and Las Vegas, he had he had seven mansions between those two cities. So you Did that. you say mansons? No. Uh, well, let's see what you've done. Or mansions. He'd go on a gay caravan between L.A. and, you know, get on the camel. Oh, here's my next mansion. Yeah. Oh, let me sleep here. Next mansion. Let me bang here. Yeah, that was kind of how he lived his life. He Way over the top. He had loads of cars, endless supplies of furs, diamonds, and antiques. All of his mansions were fully customized with piano-themed pools, designer decor. He used to go overseas and just buy crazy amounts of, of relics, oh, old art. He, I mean, he was worth a shit ton of money. Did he get that piano from Big Dog? No. Like where where Tom Hanks was like... That's what his... He had that on the side of one of his pools. It wasn't active, but I saw a picture. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I think his first piano pool was that along the sides. It looked like that. And then there was another one where it was on the inside of the pool and he would just pop up and I'm swimming. But he also stopped swimming after a while because he lost all of his hair. And a guy like Liberace would not be seen with a bald head. He has a toupee. He had a wonderful toupee. In fact, to the point where no one knew he had a toupee. Good rug. Unless they were extremely close. In fact, the coroner was the first person to talk about that. But we'll get into that later. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh if 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 he was drowning in his pool mm-hmm. and he was just reaching up and trying to grab those keys and they were active mm-hmm. as a musician, Tom, what would that sound like? Um should I do it in post or should I just... Yeah, do it in post. Do it in post. But, but yeah. Give us color commentary now okay, if of you no- what that would be. Yeah. If you notice the uh the velocity um, on on the sharps because it's those mm. are the higher keys. You know when you're trying to swim out. You're, oh, that's you're, good oh, cadence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's really nang, beautiful. Nang, I like nang. what you've done with the oh, timbre. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. Now, yeah. Oh. Is this Ooh. a rabid cat stuffed within the confines of a piano? <laughs> I, I like what you've done here. Yes. Wow. It's, a, it's a it's a cat uh, with many bells and whistles taped to his limbs, mm. jumping around. I'm just so blown away. <laughs> Brings a tear to my eye. Oh, that's so good. On top of all these uh, things he had in his house, he had collected so many things that he decided to share with the world and opened up a store in L.A. Okay. Where, with all of his things that, you know, he would redecorate and take some of his older stuff, priceless things that he would buy from all over the world, and he would sell them in his store. What was what's the hipster term for that nowadays? Boutique, vintage? No, not vintage. There's a with the the with the wood reclaimed, reclaimed wood. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He so he'd reclaim these antiques. <laughs> reclaimed antiques sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. he had taste. I wouldn't say it's great taste. He had taste though. Yeah, everyone has some type of taste. Um, when the stores of the mouth, when the stores were all filled to the gills, and he was trying to uh, appreciate his life a little bit more, he opened up his own museum to himself. <laughs> oh. 
Ooh. Okay. And, and started the Liberace Foundation. What did that do? Uh, Aside it, from just exist. It pretty much was there to preserve his good name. While he was still alive? Yeah. He did like some charity work. Not a lot. But he was very generous to everyone around him. He was big on Christmas. Every Christmas he would just like dump millions of dollars into people. He was like, ah, Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And here's a, here's a fantastic example of the types of generosity. In 1963, he was put in a hospital with kidney failure. Mm. The very slim chance of survival. What happened to him? Now, the kidney failure came from this chemical that was being used to clean all those costume suits that he had. Those $100,000 costumes. Was it formaldehyde or some shit? Um, Shit. Here I am. Third time tonight where I didn't write down something important. I'm going to say it's formaldehyde on the pleather. Yeah. Well, he would I, never use pleather. No, he would use leather. Oh yeah, he'd yeah, probably he probably just use straight. He would leather. use. Like, he used all Kobe real- beef orphan leather. Was <laughs> 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 this child orphan? Is this a child? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he he spared no expense at all. Right. Yeah. That's no the kind pleather. of guy he was. No pleather. That was a that was a bad. I, but when part. his outfits were dry clean, they used a certain material, and he was always in it, and he would sweat into it, mm. and it seeped into his skin, and it made him really sick. And he was pretty healthy. He wasn't really like a, a user or an alcoholic of any kind. Like he fucked right. around with shit, but that's not really in like his fun legacy. times. Just not yeah, exactly. not like addict times. Parties, mm-hmm. party guy. Yeah, he'd party from time to time. But yeah. Um. So Lee thinks he's dying. Oh, by the way, if I call him Lee, that's what his friends call him. You knew him, personally. and I'm yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Tom. He was. He died a year before I was born, so we're good friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know. The best, uh, best, best BBs. So Lee wanted to give it all away. So he reaches out to his manager and his accountant and sees how much cash he has at the time. It's like mm-hmm. $50 million, something like that. Ooh. And he just buys things for people with all the cash while on he's his in his deathbed. hospital. On his deathbed. That's or pretty... his presumed deathbed, I assume. He's not dead. Yeah. He makes a miracle recovery. <laughs> yeah, we're too early in the podcast, and now he's broke his dick. Oh, but he yeah. liked to do it anyway. He's just that guy, and he still had all of his estate stuff. So, if he was in dire times, he could sell a house and be fine, and write a book now, probably. Oh yeah, well, he went right back to performing, so he was covered. Do you think most of that giveaway was coupons or gift certificates to Ruby Tuesdays? It- I would think- it could be. <laughs> Probably. The, they have a great salad bar, I and I think he really wanted the people to appreciate the salad bar. Does Ruby Tuesdays have a salad bar? Yeah, it's one of the best ones in the business. Do you know, I'll tell you something about his diet. Oh. Uh, towards the end of his life, he started using what they call a watermelon diet. Guess what <laughs> that means? <laughs> so he ate watermelons every day. He ate water- With salt on it. Yeah, well, watermelons and salt. <laughs> oh. uh, just watermelon. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so anyway, back to the hospital thing. He makes makes a miracle recovery, and he's fine, but he's broke. And he, you know, he recovered just because he was he stopped wearing the suits for, like, four days. No, nah, it should have really killed him. Yeah, yeah nah. but, like, he yeah. just naturally got better after being not exposed to the chemical. I yeah, assume. true. Yeah, because he would do two shows a day. That's what a Vegas res- oh residency is like. Well, let's well, well, say, if he's broke, couldn't he just do a... F- a couple shows and be like, hey, I'm good now. Pretty like, much. I have money. That's yeah. what he did, right? Uh, yeah. So he just bounced back. Yeah, he bounced back quick. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it was one of those things where you save all this money and then yeah. you give it away. And then it's like, well, give I'm away, fine. Away, but, you know. That, now. Well, here we are. Yeah. So his live shows in Vegas after this point were still like fantastic spectacles. Getting was, those uh, 90-year-olds all wet still. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, and they switched the chemicals in his dry cleaning. I presume. Yes, they did. They I mean, they probably just threw out all the old shit just in case. Yeah, they put, put more it feathers in the museum on. probably. Oh yeah, that might be in the museum. <laughs> I yeah, feel those like capes are crazy, dog. Poisonous capes. Yeah. I feel like his costume probably trans transformed from the leather that he was wearing to more feathers. His feathers are all natural. He did oh, use yeah. a lot of like feathers, f- free free range feathers. Look, if it came off an animal, he had it on him. Yeah, you well, know. Did he have an animal named after him? I don't think so. If he did, what would it be? A what hamburger. type of animal? I don't Peacock. Yeah, oh, peacock. Peacock. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, peacock. Yeah, yeah. Peacock. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because that was him. Yeah, he was this a peacock boy. Peacock. Plus, he had those giant collars on a lot of the capes. Oh, you know, okay, like, so like flaring out. Imagine the Elvis collar. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. made yeah. out of oak tag. <laughs> like, but the oak tag is it's actually... Rhinestone. Is rhinestones and, and mink and... All right, and Black absolutely. Fox and all that shit. It's the end of some shitty sixth graders. Rube Goldberg is boom. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he was still getting chauffeured onto stage in the Rolls Royce with his diamond covered pianos. Yep, uh, he'd wear the capes. Some of those capes actually cost around three hundred grand. Wow, Whoa, that's kind of fliff. This guy was rolling with. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. He was making five million a year in the sixties. Insane money. That's Not, fucking insane. Five million a year. That is nuts. back in the sixties. That's more than that's steep. That's, yeah, that's more than Kennedy was probably making. That uh, that's a fact. Yeah, Kennedy was making yeah. four hundred thousand a year. Oh, <laughs> all right. And then he got shot because he made too much dead. money. Has it? Yeah. Oh, actually, that whole kidney story. It happened right at the JFK assassination. Oh shit! That's, the the day he was admitted to the hospital was the day that happened, dude. Because he's actually Harvey Lee Oswald. Yeah. It's fucking it's insane and Soviet. He, apparently, he was very close with Jackie Onassis as well. Oh, shit. And Jackie O, just hanging out with the Liberace. During his live shows, he incorporated the wire fly-ins. So this Wait. was a 55-year-old so man being swung in on a wire. Like a marionette. Yep. I was going to say, in more recent terms, that's the fucking Spider-Man show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Spider-Man just fucking splats against the wall yeah, and fucking Bono's and... like, yeah, we did it! I produced this, the children. <laughs> Tax evasion, which so, is funny. You so know? he was doing that shit before Spider-Man and Bono. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, well, Bono's not cool. I'm just throwing that out there. Bono's just not cool. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Hell yeah. You know why? Because why? Why? I, I, I'm, I'm tired of talking about uh, this yeah, guy. Fine. You know why? Because he's weird. He's a he's weird. He's fucking weird. With the huh. whole surgery thing, it's irking me out. Yeah, yeah. The that, uh, and and the possessiveness, and also I feel like he's the kind of guy who gives to manipulate. Oh yeah, like, I mean you could see that with his lover. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Scott. 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 Scott, yes. Scott Thorsten. He probably he had fucked it. that dude over real hard. He probably mm-hmm. had some routine or stick. Yeah, but and this and this definitely happened with multiple of his lovers. Mm. But Scott was the one of the longer relationships. Right, the other ones he fucking pumped and dumped real quick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just putting it out there. Good one. You know what I mean? <laughs> just putting it out there. So let's talk about his death. Liberace was secretly diagnosed with HIV in 1985 by his private physician in Las Vegas, 18 months before his death. Secretly. Ooh. Well, it had to be hush hush because back then that was a gay disease. Yeah, Reagan would come out, come at you, with like, "Hey, yeah, you're gay." Not Reagan gonna, just come at him, just shaking at him. Yeah, and he'd be like, "Where am I? I don't understand who who what come out of you. Who train. put the mail here?" <laughs> <laughs> Reagan had no clue where he was the his entire presidency. Yeah, 
I forgot what country it was in. <laughs> Stalin. No, you knock it off. Hitler. Oh no, that was Gorbachev. Yeah, it was time. Gorbachev, but he doesn't know where he is, so he's Stalin like Hitler. Went, Stalin went pretty long, right? He went to a, when uh, 70, 60, 68, something. Sixty. I don't know. Yeah, so that's Soviet history. That's different. Very yeah. musical confusion. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is in the spirit of the episode. Yep. So he kept this terminal illness a secret till the day he died, and mm. didn't seek any medical treatment. He wasn't a Magic Johnson. He wasn't. He was <laughs> not a Magic Johnson. Magic. He did the opposite. Because also Magic Johnson got that shit in the 90s. Mm-hmm. When he was able to be like, yo, Ho's got AIDS too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty much what he did. Yeah, he did that. So his physician claimed his cause of death as pneumonia. <laughs> okay. It right. usually is pneumonia when yeah. you have AIDS and mm-hmm. HIV. Which just lowers your immune system and yeah, yeah. pneumonia is going to come moan at AIDS. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. He, his, his physician... Cause of death, he said that it was a heart attack. Mm. And okay. they give the body over to the some coroner. Corner, corner. And the coroner, um, I think the state actually ends up rejecting the cause of death. So the okay. coroner like now has the body. Right. And is able to go, well, I'm going to figure this shit out. It's not a heart this. attack. Right. But didn't really work out like that. He had been embalmed. Before he was given Before to the coroner. Before he was tested. So what happened is that the, oh. the birth, the cause of death was handed to the state, and then the coroner started embalming him, and then the state was just like, that's not how he died, and the state issued an autopsy. Now, all okay. the blood is bad after you embalm someone. Yeah, it's all you, that fluid and shit. pump shit in there. But he was, he was in the hospital and had some blood work done a few weeks before his death. Uh-oh. Okay. And that was on the hush-hush, and it was technically secret, but since they need a cause of death, they were able to open the files, and that's how everyone found out that he had AIDS. Oh, uh, okay. So Liberace was very concerned with his image, even to the death. He did not want anyone to know he was gay. It's a little tragic still. It is a little tragic. Mm. I almost feel bad for the guy. Yeah, I wanted to fucking be a free boy. Because everyone knew he was gay. I mean, right before he died. Except he, for those 90-year-olds. He did like 20-something yeah. shows at Radio Music City Hall. Right. He had done a bunch of shows there. And it was all filled with drag queens and gays mm. because he was an icon for the community, right? Uh, but was never allowed to talk about it, yeah. which is mind-boggling. It is crazy. It's crazy to think about now. Except you know, like I was saying, except for those fucking like eight ninety-year-olds at that point, yeah, who were just like, "He's a straight man." We're all retarded in our tolerance. We're, now. we're all retarded, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, we're all... we don't care. I don't care what you are. No one does. So it's very confusing. Reading this, being like, why don't you just come out, dog? Yeah, it's strange different today. Times. Yeah, it's a different time. Especially, we weren't alive back especially then. For, so I feel bad for him. Yeah, especially if our viewers are, are even younger than we are. Hmm. Because we grew up in like the very cusp of it, right? You know, where it was like, hey, yeah, gay is all right, whatever. It's like, yeah. you know. Well, I remember when we went to high school, we all went to the same high school. Yeah. If you were a gay kid, you got picked on. You're a faggot. That's what happened. Yeah, a little Th- bit. That's how you were labeled. You were a faggot. Yeah. Like you got, and then. I have sisters who are younger than me, six years younger than me, and the gay kids who had come out then, they were just the coolest kids for some reason. Oh, you're gay. It was like, oh, you're gay. You must be the coolest. Right. And, and I mean, that's that's fine. Right. But, but, uh, but, but also- it was almost like the opposite, where it was, you were an okay gay kid, and there was no such thing as a shitty gay kid. Right. They but, were all fucking fantastic. But, but also, Tom, like, uh, you have to think about the fact that when we were growing up, you're like, okay, you're gay. Like, we're going to uh, make fun of you, whatever. 
Mm. Before that, you'd be like, okay, you're gay. We're going to fucking drag you behind a fucking truck. Yeah, so, true. You know what I mean? So, like, there's a progression. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now I think everyone should just do them. Do you. That's all I say. Faux real. So the pneumonia that I had mentioned before was actually onset from being, uh, you hiv. know, having the HIV, the, the AIDS. Yeah, a little heavy. Yeah. At the time of his death, he was worth $113 million. Nice job. Wow. The same amount that our boy Scott tried to sue him for. Hmm. <laughs> it's a little ironic. A little bit. It's a little bit. ironic. Yeah. So that's our coverage of Liberace. You said there was something about his hair at the time of his death? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I want to yeah, know yeah. about that hair. Sorry. I mean, Let me I, know about that hair. So while he was dying, he always kept his hair on. As I mentioned, it was a good piece he had. You know, nice What rug. color? What color was his it's hair? It was like brown. Brown. Know, it was brown. Light it was kind of like Pompey. Okay. You know, he okay. had the Pompadour. Auburn. Okay. Yeah. All right. But it was a good piece. And he really cared about his fans and his image for his fans. Uh-huh. And since he had always kept the wig on in public, he didn't want anyone to know. Mm-hmm. So the coroner was the first person to actually publicly say that he had a wig on. Why? Oh. <laughs> so the coroner that? was a fucking snitch? Well, you, yeah. you, you have to strip. That's an accessory. You know, right, like, right, right. But like, why, why announce it? The corner was a dickhole. Yeah. There's videos of this corner announcing all this shit, and there, there's no reason the guy needed to, to have a a press conference, but he did. This did guy he, was. Did he say is like junk? That's length? what I was gonna say. Yeah, wow. Like, how long was his ween? How well, long the, was the, the, thi- how, the? How big was the nuts? Well, the thing is, is that with the whole Scott thing, um, how people were really curious to see if he was gay, and when the AIDS thing was happening, uh-huh. it was like. It, it wasn't exactly an epidemic, but it was a scare. Yeah. And people want to know if that's what he was dying from. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, oh, well, we we're, we don't know if he's actually gay. We think he ha- he is. If he's if he's HIV positive, then he's gay. Right. Not so Liberace. But back no, in the well, day. But back in the day, they didn't understand yeah. that. Yeah. They're like, hey, you're a gay man. You have this gay disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So the coroner kind of just wanted his 15 minutes of fame. So right. he was able. To th- he was able. To th- I think he had nine uh, press conferences. So he's trying to where be. He's do- just talking about Liberace. Yeah, he's, he's trying to be dog the bounty hunter. Gay. Yeah, dog the bounty hunter of coroners. Pretty much, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, bald and gay. Look at him. You know, and uh, I don't know. Overall, Liberace meant well. He was a twisted fuck. Yeah, you know, he was a twisted fuck, mm-hmm. and I am. I'm having fun poking some fun at him. Oh yeah, but uh, most he'd, of the people in his he'd life enjoy being poked at. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Poking, poking it real hard. Yeah, he was a bottom, as we mentioned before. <laughs> you, you mentioned that before. If you didn't, if I, if you didn't hear me before, it's me, Tom Saltman, the milkman, and <laughs> I am here to deliver the true calcium, which is he took it in the butt. He, t- <laughs> he took it in the butt. In the butt. Uh, yeah, in that movie we watched, Beyond the Candelabra, did Matt Damon? There's an argument about that. Did Matt Damon actually do it in real life, though? I don't know. To so Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. No, yeah. They never. Actually, no, but they that's method. Acting. They were definitely laying on top of each other. Yes, they were. <laughs> they got they sweated they on moisture. Each other. It was some, it was something. It could have been stage moisture. Yeah, it could have been stage sweat. Oh, like someone just spraying them down spritzed. with fucking spritzed. Frisco. It, isn't Michael Douglas a method actor? Wouldn't he wet? Yeah, no, he, he, he'd want to be all hard. Yeah, you know, mm, loose. Yeah. It's loose. a good movie, honestly. Uh, Liberace, look into him. Uh, interesting cat. I mean, I, I feel like he is he is definitely a little bit of a tragic character, for he is. sure. Mm-hmm. But he's also fucked. The yep. whole plastic surgery thing is bullshit. The whole, you know, 
fucking this uh, his lover up is bullshit. Trying yeah. to adopt. Oh, look him. at this guy's face. I feel pretty bad for him. You can find him online. He's like, do, do his cheeks look like fucking little stones? Yeah, they're up really high oh. and pretty square. He, he was like Asianified. Mm. Yeah, a little bit. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, um, the surgery that Liberace had to keep himself look youthful, um, the doctor. Oh, okay, this is according to Scott and something I wore. Okay. Scott Thorson. So mm-hmm. he's being interviewed and he's telling the story about the doctor, and the doctor who's doing the surgery on Liberace, he's like drinking vodka and doing lines of blow what? at the same time, and Scott's in the room with him, and he's it like, was. Yeah, we're gonna fucking cut right here. And he has Liberace on a general aesthetic for this one operation in particular. Probably just to be right. there. Yeah. So he has Scott in the room talking to him, comforting him, while he's doing lines of blow. <sighs> and this was a surgery he had done to his eyes. That's how and you do after surgery. This, after this surgery, Liberace could not close his eyes. He what? what yeah, uh, he couldn't That's close important. his eyes. That's yeah. important. <laughs> like he, yeah, he he would fall asleep with his eyes wide open. That is that is horrifying. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. Uh, guys, ask me questions. I know I so mean, much he, about he this, could, but my script is limited. He could force some clothes, right? Yeah, he could force some clothes, but like you can't sleep. They just if you're rested it open. Yeah, yeah, you can't. They just rest, they rest it open. Yeah. Which imagine that? Imagine living your life like that. Well, what was his favorite color? It's probably gold. Probably asparagus. Is there a color? Print? Well, I know it would be green, but that's a that's a that's great a color. color name. Yeah. Asparagus, like red. macaroni. You, I know asparagus. Cody would wear that color. Oh yeah, Cody would wear asparagus. Yeah. You know, we were watching that movie, and uh, at the end of it, Matt Damon's wearing these great shorts, and I think they would look really good on Cody too. Are, are they high and tight? They're high and tight. High and tight. They're like halfway thigh boys. Uh, Cody got some very hairy legs. But yeah, he does. Yeah. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, he's no, got a, put it out there. He's got a. He's got a. He's got a bare upper torso, very hairy lower. No, no, no you got. You got. You got to. You got to explain what you mean when you say bare now. I'm well, not yeah, oh, yeah not no. hairy bear, yeah, like true. Asian top. I'm just gonna go all out. Asian top, yeah. Irish bottom. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yep, that's me. Oh, uh, that's well, so, so he's got the. Did he ever tour um, Europe? Did he reconnect with the Italian roots? Um, Were they like? Did they like him in Italia? Was he Italian? How Italian? Yeah, was well, it? oh, he's well, his half father, Italian, yeah, half yeah. Polish. <coughs> yeah. Um, he did do some shows over there. I don't think it was extensive. Mm-hmm. I saw that he did play there. He, like I said before, he's he was friends with Jackie O, right, and spent time with her overseas. Okay, and uh, that fucking Greek dude that she married, that billionaire with the island. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, the billionaire with the island. No, you fuck, know. Yeah, like well, basically evil genius man. You yeah, know? I don't well, know, she uh, banged Brando and then married the Greek guy. Off of Stopolo, yeah, of uh, yeah, dude. She she banged around, dude. Yeah. Jackie, oh, 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 oh. So is he respected? This is another question. Is he respected classically? Um, ooh, that's a good question. What I saw a lot of was critics who were into uh, classic elitists. Right. I Those like types. how you asked how he was remembered when you thought he was Pavarotti. That's a great, good... Well, I was going to get to that point. No, he wasn't remembered I was gonna, properly. I was gonna, you thought he was Pavarotti at I, the beginning of this I was going to get to that point. When did he get gain his, his gift of... He gained it when uh, the Matt Damon's character touched his... Uh, his sphincter. Oh, yeah. yes, it did go. He was he was <laughs> piping. Yep. Yeah! Yep, that's, yep, that's exactly what he sounded like. <clears throat> yeah. I no, mean, but, Liberace smoked a pack a day. Because uh, he was a real man. Oh yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, he's a Marlboro boy. Yeah. So was he respected in the classical realm though? So the elitists 
critics did not like him. And no. it was partly showmanship, and it would also be his own interpretation. Oh, to class- showboating? Well, also the interpretation of classical pieces. Because he could take a piece, and he'd memorize it like a motherfucker. It would mm-hmm. be in his head, because he thought in music. And then he would play with it. And classical people don't like that. They want sheet music stuff. You know, and he, would, he would put swing in places, and r- make things uh, a little more easy to listen to. Like, when he would play things like Chopin, he would like simplify bass notes and stuff, you know, right. and not just fucking wail his hand around the way it was written. Remix. He would make his own version of it, which is, you know, it's kind of hard to do, but classical elitists do not like that. Oh, uh, okay. So he is a killer piano player. Do you like playing chopping? Yeah, he knew all that shit. He loved the chop. It's yeah. chopping. Chopping. Uh, for those of you at home, it's. Tom, you're the musician, so they're actually going to fucking listen to you on this. You're done. Eat those Cheez-Its. No, I'm going to eat the Cheez-Its. We're not sponsored by Cheez-Its. This episode's brought to you by Cheez-Its. Never. I cheesed on you. Yeah, the sunbeam treat. What? Um, so what other questions do I have for you, Tom? Cody, you have any questions? Uh, Was he a California raisin? No. He He got smoothed out by that doctor. He died four years after the California raisins premiered. Why do you know that? Uh, I know a lot of shit. I just, I I was limited on my script writing time. Was he ever featured in a episode of Scooby-Doo and Friends? No, he, oh, actually he might have been. He He may have been. Uh, uh, Oh, he was in an episode of the original Batman series with Adam Waste. Oh, really? And he played twin brothers. So they did some camera tricks and had two Liberaches. I think I remember that episode. I never watched any of those. I just saw that. He did some TV show. He popped on some talk shows. Um, He didn't like talk shows because he was such a showman that he didn't like being on stage with another star. He was on Oprah, wasn't he? Mm. He was on Oprah. That was, that was, uh, he, that was, his interview with Oprah was one of the last interviews he ever did. That was a couple weeks before he died. Oh, really? Yeah. And he Mm. was talking about how. Your health is your most important thing, and he was talking about how wealth is one thing, but you know, health is this. I guess he said that because he was dying. And did he have a diet plan? Was well, there in that watermelon? Oh yeah, the watermelon. Yeah, plan. He was just... but like, did he promote that? Ah, uh, no, he didn't promote it. Okay, he was just eating like eating watermelon though. Just like that's it. You know what the trick is? Whew. You got to vacuum seal it. It gets sweet. Does it? Yeah. A watermelon gets sweeter if you vacuum seal yeah. it. No shit. Nah, you gotta stick it in your butthole. It gets no. that way too. You can stick it in your butthole. Okay. Tell me how. Tell me how that sweet brown tastes. Ah, it tastes like Taco Bell because I ate that last night. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> throwing out all these weird brand names, dude. <laughs> it's easily a... be confused with the sponsorship deal. Do you think Taco Bell would sponsor us if I said I ate watermelon out of my ass and it tastes like Taco Bell? No. Do you want to no. try it? All right, we're going to do this. But okay. they can act. They can <laughs> probably <laughs> hit us with a season. Our, all, all far followers on Twitter, I want you to start a hashtag for us. Oh, it's going to be hashtag Taco Bell Don't sponsor roast mortem. Yeah, dog. Yeah. And, and if, Live Moss. Yeah, live Moss. And uh, <laughs> tell them to listen. We don't want them to blindly endorse us. We want them to know what they're getting into. I want to get like one chalupa every 60 days. That's not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> In the mail. In the mail. <laughs> With the return address. <laughs> they want the shell back. Uh, so that was great. Learning about Pavarotti. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thanks, Tom. Mm. Oh, well, thanks for listening, Travis. <laughs> thanks for listening been, at home. Where am peach. I? Where am I? Thanks for tuning in, everyone. That was our coverage on Liberace. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and that was fun. I had fun. Oh, it was Cody, great. did you have fun? Indubitably. Good. Travis? Tra- f- fucking Travis. Thanks for ruining this podcast, Travis. No, you're a darling. Plug some you. things. Papa John. Oh, yeah. So you can follow me, uh, Tom, the Milkman Salty Boy, at Saunched, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T, on Twitter. You tra- follow me at Travis Alligator Son. At, at... No. No. <laughs> no, I, I, I have a name. This yeah, time. you you're, did it. Yeah, you ruined it. I ru- <laughs> just do it again, Tom. <laughs> just take it again. I ruined it no, again. No, it's your turn. He's going to cut you in <laughs> after he did his take that isn't fucked up. Uh, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Wait, am I doing it now? Yes. Hey, I need to get it right once. <laughs> oh, I'm hey. not cutting any of this. I know this, it's great. Hey, good. I'm Travis. You can follow me at Travis Legion. That has two W's in it, two E's. <laughs> Got two E's in it. I'm Cody McCann at Cody McCann. Nice and easy to remember. C O D Y M double C A double N. And you can follow us at Roast Mortem Cast. Do it. On Twitter and on Instagram. Instagrams. Give us a little like and subscribe on the iTunes and uh, Google Play. Five <laughs> stars. Five star rates. Mm. Five whole stars. These stars don't run. We're, talking, like, about, we're talking about star holes all night. Yeah, now that's we true. want you to give us whole stars. Yeah. Five of them. Chocolate starfish. Five of them, like ninja stars in the night. <laughs> All right, thank you, Shane, for so listening. Many thank you, Shane. <laughs> and I just learned so much about this man. Oh, Good night. La, 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 Shut your la, mouth. La, 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 la. Damn it. We're done. Good night. We're all done. We're all done. Have you ever noticed, ladies and gentlemen, that every generation has had a particular kind of music they considered all their very own? You know, like now it's rock and roll. Well, When I was a teenager, we had a kind of a crazy thing going for us, too. I wonder how many of you remember the boogie-woogie craze. What's up, ninnies? Tom here. Just want to thank you for listening to this episode and let you know that the obituaries were put on hold for this week due to scheduling. So if you're waiting to be killed by us, we got you covered coming in next week. Thanks very much, and check out this Liberace tune. Thank you, Shane. Hey! I'm going to play that part again so you can all shout hey, okay?
and my audiences, too. I hope I didn't leave anybody out. <laughs> well, you never know when Tiny Tim might be in the audience. Now, this boogie-woogie I've been playing for you is a kind that is known as boogie-woogie eight to the bar. Here's a little invention of my own, boogie-woogie 16 to the bar. 